This organization. Do you know what it's called? Its name is Spectre. Look around you, James. Everything you believed in. A ruin. Why did you come? I came here to kill you. You came here to die. Well, it's all a matter of perspective. Listeners and welcome back to the James Bond Complex, the podcast where we discuss and appreciate the James Bond phenomenon in all its shapes and forms, from Fleming to the films, and of course everything in between. Oh, oh, oh! Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm one of your hosts, Edgar. I'm Matt. Welcome back, Matthew. Yeah, well, thank you, you. Every time I do these movie intros, you're always the same guest. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it's fun. It's, it's really tough finding too. people to do these shows, actually. It's not that many people like James Bond movies. So, last week, uh, we reviewed our first post-Fleming book, uh, Colonel Sun, or as normal people would say, Colonel Sun, by Kingsley Amos. And we were wondering, well, what are we going to pair up with that? We figured, well, there are a couple of possibilities. And we finally decided to uh, go with Spectre, circa 2015, directed by Sam Mendes, I wouldn't call him my boy necessarily, and not really. He's he's the Academy Award winning. He's the Academy's boy. Uh, we went with Spectre for a couple of reasons. There's a particular scene that we'll get onto uh, later on. Although you seem to allude in our Colonel Sun episode that there was more than just that uh, from um, there. The, no, there's no major plot beats, but I mean, the uh, plot of most of the plot of Colonel Sun is about. Bond going f- f- towards a particular location. In that book, it's an, an island. Mm. Inspector, it's a crater. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, sure. I'm surprised you were able to uh, guesstimate that since you didn't watch the movie. Oh, <laughs> it's it's so I heard. I, I read the wiki page, I think. <laughs> Great. Well, the wiki page sucks. I'm going to give you a much better synopsis. <laughs> Of course. Right, sure. Our film opens with Bond attending the soon-to-be Day of Destruction festivities in Mexico City as he tracks down a mysterious, as of now, unknown enemy. Dressed to the nines in in both festive attire to blend in and in typical Bondian classiness, 007 locates its target, who is attending a meeting in which the enemy plans to blow up a stadium later that day. Bond blows this taco stand in more ways than one, and in the ensuing havoc, most notably a death-defying helicopter roller coaster ride, Bond liquidates his target but not before thieving the man's custom-made jewelry, a ring with a ghostly octopus sign. Back in London, MI6 is, again, 
at a crossroads. A National Defense and Intelligence Agency makeover is in the final preparatory stages, headed by newcomer Max Denby, casually known as C. This, as well as Bond's roguish behavior in Mexico City, puts a lot of strain on M, whose double O section C would give an F and leave for D, dead. Despite M's insistence on keeping Bond in the dog pound for insubordination, 007 manages to sneak out of London, not without the help from Moneypenny and Q, in order to continue following the breadcrumbs he picked up in Mexico, which themselves were hinted at by none other than M Prime. Equipped with a not-so-pimped-out Aston Martin DB10, our hero travels to Rome, where he meets with the widow of the pre-title sequence victim and infiltrates the quietest evil organization board meeting imaginable, while also doing the worst Mickey Mouse impression, impression evs. The meeting is a real eye-opener, as Hanks, a new formidable assassin, makes his presence known, as well as Coco, a man from Bond's distant past. Following a car chase in Rome, the protagonist is off to Austria, where he comes face to face with an old foe, Mr. White, with whom a tenuous alliance is formed when the latter, after shouting that the real enemy is everywhere, sends MI6 assassin, the MI6 assassin, to fetch his daughter Madeline Swan in the Alps. A psychologist working at a remote private clinic, Madeleine and 007 don't get along very, very well at first, but the life threats around them compel the duo to tolerate one another as they skip to Morocco, where more secrets are uncovered about the organization now known as Spectre. Spectre? Spectre? Spectre. Spectre. Mr. Hanks is tossed away like excess baggage while on the train ride to middle of nowhere, or so it seems until Bond and Madeleine are given a private car ride to the mastermind behind Spectre's intelligence community, community and surveillance makeover, a certain Franz Oberhauser, a distant half-sibling our hero had not seen in years. Upon revealing his new moniker, Ernst Blofeld, the villain takes acupuncture treatment to a whole new level on Bond, but the torture session is cut short when Spectre's Moroccan base is blown to high heaven. The climax takes our heroes, now lovers, to London, where a final attack is launched on C's surveillance program, C having been in cahoots with Spectre the whole time. Blofeld tries to kill Bond and Madeline in a very old-school, mustache-twirling fashion, but is ultimately taken down, literally when his escape helicopter is shot and crashes onto Westminster Bridge. Blofeld is arrested. Bond pays a quick visit to Q Branch to pick up his Aston Martin DB5 and rides off for a special private session with Dr. Swan as credits roll. And thus ends <laughs> Spectre. Oh, goody. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say it right away. Uh, I don't necessarily entirely share the uh, sentiment of the uh, and when i watched uh, top the, the bottom to top bond movies of all time often specter ends up in the bottom category uh, along with quentin and i don't necessarily agree with that that statement i i understand that they are much it's a much weaker movie than the, the president movie at that place um but it's still a good movie i mean it's 
I'm I I, I find it's it, it's on par with uh, Skyfall at times, but it at has times, maybe. it it has an incoherent an incoherent plot. It has a few. Uh, un, it feels underfunded. For, for, underfunded. For the, yeah, for the amount of money they spent making that movie, there's a few action sequences. I'm like. Okay, did you have money to make that scene? Because it's... Well, I think they, they filmed them in exquisite locations. I think the problem is, maybe unlike Skyfall, uh, which has some pretty good action sequences, a few actually, this one, they wanted them all to look great, and they do, but they're not particularly thrilling at the same time. They're kind of almost like passive action scenes. It's very oh. strange. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. They're uh, they lack uh, gutso and yeah, like the, I mean, there's the. the well, we'll get there when we get there. But the R- Roman car chase mm. feels like they ha- had money for gorgeous cars, amazing stunts, but probably cost a lot to film in Rome also where are the background extras where are those like I honestly I wrote down in my notes for that sequence I need a double taking pigeon like I need reaction shots well the double taking pigeon is the uh, the little Italian man in his car uh. yeah but there's there's one of that and I've okay I've never been to Rome I have but are the streets that uh, empty at midnight I guess it would depend on what day, I suppose. I mean, it, it also depends what street. Although they're driving in some pretty prestigious areas, but again, pretty prestigious areas that are all closed at midnight. Like it's, you know, it's a little. Are cities of that size closed? I mean, I've been I've, I've been at Montreal on Montreal streets, and it's nowhere near as big as Rome or or. Could England. be a Sunday. Even on a Sunday, I've been you've been in Montreal on a Sunday. Well, I doubt it's a Sunday. That's that's you're making excuses, but there's still people on a Sunday, and I'm I was looking at it. I was like, it's under like it, it that's that's missing. That's what's missing. That's why it's not the only thing, but it, it, these action sequences are sometimes underfunded, and I think they blew their money in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's a, there's a lot of people. There's a lot oh, of. Oh yeah, uh, it's the opposite of Rome. Yeah, it it is one of the most beautifully shot. It's a beautiful long. Like it's fake because they used CGI uh, inserts and editing to cover, but it's a one take shot. And I love the costume. Yeah. I love the costume so uh, much. Oh his. Yes. It's all right. It's I love them. I love them so much. I. I had to dress up as uh, as Bond at a mm. Comic Con when I, with uh, my ex girlfriend, at which I made to dress up as Estrella. Mm. As, uh, she Estrella. 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 Sorry, thank thank you. Estrella. 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 I it, it, it's her outfit, his the pair of them. It just beautiful. Her outfit is amazing. Yeah, she looks absolutely divine. You know when I, because I bought all of it, my my costume and my in hers the dress was the most difficult thing to get i i got a prox approximately mm. close to yeah. it but all the details like the gloves the mask i had to paint a mask myself her headset her headgear that she has it's a should start like james bond the morial <laughs> <laughs> no it is uh i think what happened is when thanos came to earth and snapped like the the snap <laughs> 
you know that 50-50 thing? Mm-hmm. Well, it worked. It, it went a little bit to the extreme. Nobody in Mexico died. Everyone in Rome. Okay, died. so 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 your 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 theory that is that the Spectre happens in the MCU post Infinity War. Well, have you seen Rome in this in this movie? There's nobody there. <laughs> You're right. Everybody's in Mexico, so I don't know why that happened like that. But uh, no, I mean I'm. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a it's a bit of a disappointing film. I do I do like it. In fact, there are mo- there are more things I like about it than things that I don't like about it. So on the whole, Spectre is actually in my good book. That's a, um, but what I don't like about it is like particularly annoying. Yes, even though there's only two or three things in a two and a half hour movie, they're really freaking annoying, and they annoy the heck out of me. And so. A movie that has a lot of good stuff, instead of being great, it's like, yeah, it's good. You know, because those two or three things really annoy the heck out of me. Like, they really bring it down. It's like when you, 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 you wear a shoe, it's gorgeous pair of shoe, but there's that little, like, inseam that is rubbing against your foot. And at mm-hmm. first you don't notice it, but after walking for a, a while, it start, your, your, your foot's bleeding and you're in pain. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the, the problems with, with Spectre are really tiny and specific, but it, they, 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 they become like major issue as, as the movie goes on and yeah. on rewatching on and when re-watching, you start yeah. and anal- when you cognitively analyze the plot, there's elements like I, last night I, I told you, what was it? Was it Friday? I asked you, what's, what's the plot of this movie? And I'm like, I, I rewatch it. I'm like, there's no, plot I th- it almost feels as though what i'm about to say is sounds like terribly ironic given how long it's taken for bond 25 to come out and for, for all we know bond 25 will have nothing to do with specter so but it almost found seems as though they wanted to make this movie just to introduce specter what they're trying to accomplish isn't really important what's important is that we present blowfield and specter who really cares about the plot is that true? Is that not true? I have no idea. Like, why would they arrest Blofeld and not kill him? The irony is, well, that was four and a half years ago, and, like, we're still waiting for a new movie. <laughs> so, like, I don't know how true that is. That's just that's just as I extrapolated things that were not in the text of Colonel's son, I'm sort of extrapolating things that are unprovable right now. But it it that's the vibe I get with this movie. It feels like... While it's also trying to tie into the previous Daniel Craig films, it's also like the launching pad of something bigger they want to accomplish. So basically, like the presentation and the revelation of the terrorist organization is the purpose of the movie, not really what they're trying to accomplish this time around, which is kind of dumb. I mean, or boring, not dumb, but just boring. To me, it feels like the end. Like if it's one when they're going off in the sunset in the Aston Martin, that feels like this is the end of the James Bond franchise. To me, that's how, that's how I took it when I watched it. I'm like, really, this is this is the end. I didn't I didn't get that vibe actually. Well, he he, he he quits the Secret Service by the end of the movie, and he drives off with his his car, and Blofeld is in jail. Mm-hmm. He's dealt with all the trauma. trauma uh, the how bad guys. Blofeld be in jail though. That's the thing. Well, I mean. The thing is that the entire the his entire I, I I don't know like that that version of Blofeld is hell bent on destroying James Bond for some reason, which makes James Bond the worst 
possible secret agent you could have as a uh, it, it makes no sense yeah he's james bond is the author of his own pain yeah it's like there's so much uh, that th that version of Blofeld is defective well we'll get to him when we get to him yeah but we start in mexico yes la ciudad de mexico which uh, for the sequence that a lot of people th believe quite strongly that is the best sequence of the film uh, as far as action as far as location as far as costumes it is a pretty cool sequence and i do like the fact that it opens on that big skull chomping on the cigar that's a pretty cool opening the shot dead are alive yeah and that's a i picked up on a theme that i think i not consciously i i already picked up before uh which is the there's a religious aspect to to this movie and it starts with the dead are alive when and that is and religion is a way to explain that to people to make to to to, to help people cope with that in, mm. in a lot of ways it's a mechanism that people built and there's a lot of iconography that is used like and i i'm no i noticed this this watching and i i have no theory of what it's supposed to mean like the nine eyes. I, I think I told you that. The, the nine eyes. Well, let me get my notes. Let me get my... The rings. The rings themselves. Okay, they they, can, they, they are from the original uh, 60s movies. But the way they're designed, they look more like wedding ring bands. And in the opening credits, you have the, you, you're kind of seeing a wedding procession. But it, it turns out it's more like a funeral that you're seeing in the opening credits. Mm, I never really saw it that way. Okay, well, interesting. Well, well, first of all, Blofeld himself, as he's presented, he's dead, he faked his death, so he died and he came back. He's the evil Jesus. Um, <laughs> he, he has apostles who and follow my him. my theory about why Colonel Sunwater James Bond was a little strange. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I'm picking up on elements that I am certain they, they, they put in the movie for some reason, but there's they probably rewrote the script and edited it so much that their attempted at meaning is lost. And I think that they, they try and gay, give artistic meaning to Spectre, which they succeed and they, uh, with for Skyfall and with Spectre, they kind of missed the missed, missed the boat. They didn't as much. Mm managed to have like underneath layer the themes uh, as they wish they could but i think i picked up on something uh so yeah the uh, and he uses and perverts many religious symbol like i said the rings and institution uh the i think while they're in rome which is the 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 siege of uh, roman catholic power that's in rome mm. so i'm like there there's symbolism in there I wrote, Blofeld is the father, C is the son. It's like, the, and the Holy Spirit is the Nine Eyes system, the, the Nine Eyes device. In Nine Eyes itself, the, in biblical, that I wrote that from uh, from uh, the internet. Uh, number nine is finality or judgment. It it also a numbers that uh, re, re, is used to define. Uh, the perfect movement of God, and it's also the number of patience. So I mean, the maybe being uh, omnipresent. And I is the window for the soul. So I'm like, there, there, there's something in there. Like I'm, I'm not making this up, but I don't know what it means. Like mm. there are elements, but I'm trying to. Yeah. Okay, what are you trying to say? I don't think they they want to say anything. They just they just have them for this. Well, they're making a Bond movie. I mean, it. I. 
it would be the first, as far as I know, or as far as I've been able, it would be the first Bond movie where the filmmakers are kind of trying to go that. No, they did deep. with. I, I I disagree. I think they did with Skyfall. I think Skyfall is layered with themes of aging, of uh, uh, growing, mm. and dealing That's with grief. True. Uh, where it succeeds with Skyfall. Sam Mendes films, ironically. Yeah. So maybe I think that's, that's a Sam Mendes I thing. think he brought the filmmaking up, but I don't think he was a... Like, he, he, he had a home run for his first uh, pat, time at the bat, and he managed to have a... What's the thing when you hit two points and you're able to move your guy? I'm messing up my baseball bill of uh, analogy, but he managed to get a guy on the sec in second base. with a double. The, a double. Thank you. Uh, uh, with with Spectre and people are disappointed because he didn't oh he, he did a home run last time and he's only doing a double well it's a double it's he didn't get he didn't strike out as far as I, I as I can for me it's not a strikeout no not at all it's a reasonable do double yeah. so I mean the opening sequence is, is I, I do like it a lot I know a lot of people were saying oh it's the best one I, mean, I don't know if it's the best one but, but it is pretty good it's it, it takes I don't know if we reached the same heights of entertainment and grandiose action because the fight in the helicopter is, is is quite like honestly I felt nauseous because I was like when the helicopter flees yeah. and with the musical cue I'm like mm, okay mm, it's right. just like I have things with heights oh right. right. yeah and um, you know it, I, I was like oh, that's, this this is not good for me um, but I, it. It's because you you have the one track shot and it's just cool every everything in the street. After that, he goes on the hotel top and he, and I think that that entire se sequence has like two lines of dialogue, two three lines of dialogue. Like she she says, "Where where are you going? I won't be long." Mm. Buttons up, and I think that's all she. Well, wrote. there's the there's the, the dialogue that uh, the oh the, Marcos the, Chiara and and the, uh, the yeah. Uh, oh, you're right, but there's not that much dialogue. It's almost a silent movie. No. Tutto prenotato. E poi che cosa succede? E poi io andrò dal re pallido. Facciamo un brindisi, amico mio. Alla morte, alla morte. Bottoms up. They allude to a pale king, like we'll take care of the pale, pale king later, and Bond sort of reacts to that. So we're sort of a few things I didn't pick up the first time I saw the movie. It was only on rewatch that I noticed that the detail, like Bond, like looking a little bit strange, like concentrating when they say the pale king, which we find out is actually Mister White. Mm. So kind of funny though that although I do like the action scene quite a bit actually it is a little weird that bond blows up a freaking building and yet the party just down the street keeps on happening it's a little odd that's, but that's weird that's weird because uh, that's a for for a franchise that under his tenure has tried to be as realistic as possible plausible this is yeah no i've seen what about the innocence on like the other floors Oh, he blows well, the freaking we'll building up. We'll assume that it's an empty building. Hmm. <laughs> we'll assume. We have to, because that is a lot of death. 
<laughs> in one fell swoop. Yeah. Talk about collateral damage. I think, yeah. We got we got our first hints at a little bit of humor, actually, when Bond, like, falls and he lands on the couch. That's a, yeah. How do you feel about that? Because you're a big Roger Moore guy, and that's a Roger Moore bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was... Uh, I was telling uh, our friend Jean, we, we met him, uh, well, I th that by the time this episode comes out, it was weeks ago, but we met our friend Jean Goyette from uh, Club James Bond France a few days ago, and he dropped, we dropped you off at your place, because I live further, and uh, I was, I don't know why we got to Daniel Craig, but I was telling him, you know, a lot of people would argue that Casino Royale is Daniel Craig's best performance, just for what he brought to the role, and how different it was, and how humane it was it. And, uh, you know, far be it for me to disagree with that. You know, best. But my favorite Daniel Craig performance <laughs> is Spectre. It is Spectre. I'm not surprised. It's, he's so relaxed. He's having a good time. He's cocky. He's confident. Um, the little, you know, says hi to the gangsters in Rome. He does the little salute on the plane to Hanks. Like, it's, I do, I do like him a lot. He seems much more relaxed than he's ever been. He's great in the first three movies. I love him. But it's a different version. He feels more like the James... He feels more classic James Bond in this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Weirdly, I think you're right. I, I still prefer him in Casino Royale. Uh, but performance-wise, he's he seems like he's having a better time in Spectre than he did in Skyfall. And in Quantum, he just looks miserable. To be honest, well, I think the character is also missing. Yeah, I know. Quantum of Salt. I, I don't right. think that's Daniel Craig. But I don't want to be. I think it's no, like but it, the, it's it, he doesn't. He feels like the character we know for the for like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, no. So yeah, I mean, it's it's like Roger Moore and Fry's only in that little car chase where he actually, you know, he nods to uh, to uh, the villains when they're in the in the Citroen when they're doing. And it's like now you got Daniel Craig doing the captain salute, like the the, the 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 navy salute or whatever, always flying the ship. Like it's it's there. And Daniel Craig's favorite one is Live and Let Die. He's been on record for saying that. So I think maybe he really wanted to finally let let loose a, li a little bit more. Not not too much more. He's still you know rough He's and tough, playing, but like consistent with the character. Yeah, most of the jokes ha are not him rising his eyebrows. Is stuff that happens to him or like he's more like dead panning it mm. like the mickey mouse thing <laughs> he's not like mickey mouse like i bro no right, it's right. just like like the mickey mouse like yeah. f off mm. Mm. a lot like of bad it, language in this one people saying shit people saying asshole <laughs> saying, uh, <laughs> that that really doesn't bother me at all like i'm uh in I'm a not, Bond movie, I don't really want that in a Bond movie. Things change. As long as they don't use the F word, I'm like. Which they do in Skyfall, actually. They do when? Yeah, M, uh, when they're at Skyfall and they're waiting for Silva's men to show up, and M goes, like, I really fucked it up, you know. Oh, but sometimes, you know, they, they, most PG 13 movies have one F mm. word. I think the, my my favorite of all time is in the X Men Origins. Um, no, not Origins. First Class. That's my one of my favorite. Uh, Sorry. When, when Wolverine is asked to join the X Men, he says, uh, uh, "F off." Mm, yeah, no, that's I don't good. remember that one in um, in in in, in, Spect in yeah. Skyfall. Well, she sort of mumbles it a little bit, like. But I put on the subtitles. It's she <laughs> f bombs it. She she that's, she. that's funny because it's Dame Judi Dench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's in a bit of a rotten situation at that point yeah. in the movie 
you know so yeah so i think daniel craig is 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 having a lot of fun this time around and yeah this pre-title set we got to get past this pre-title sequence yes so uh little little cray cray with the helicopter maneuvers i love i love it it just it makes my art like i said not i'm terribly afraid of it personally but just like i have no urge like going uh, uh, on wall climbing exercise like not wall climbing but um this, on this cat yeah it's not something i crave like i went to the cn tower and i was i was looking down it's like i felt safe but i'm like i still at times i'm like oh this is m- messing up with my brains mm. I, I i i am conscious of heights and the power of gravity mm. which i respect right. i respect the power of gravity as you should as, as, as we all should <laughs> But when I'm seeing stuff like that, I'm like, oh no no, whoa! It, it, it is, uh, it is quite something. I don't know if they shot it on IMAX. I don't remember if I saw it. I think I saw it on IMAX. Did not see this one on IMAX. I th- I, I saw it twice. I saw the premiere. Oh, and I have to talk about this. When I saw the premiere, they played the um, at first they st- before starting the movie. The it's the pr- first premiere not for regular people like press premiere that i managed to sneak my way in and the first thing they did is play the sam smith uh music video for the movie to do the, the the movie songs and like i was sitting with my cousin which we need to invite by the way um and he was grumbling he was not a fan of sam smith and neither am i uh, i'm not a great fan of that song and all like i was with uh, my ex at the time and all of us were like rolling our eyes like oh my god this is awful and the movie starts with action beat action beat and the song starts again yeah and everyone's like Ugh, tense up yeah it's it's not the words are fine uh the, the music the instrumentation is really good it feels like classic barry i find but yeah and i i know a few of other sam smith songs i actually think they're quite good and he sings them really well but there's something weird about the way he's singing this um, I can't put my finger on it. Uh, yeah, this is like this is low on the list. I don't remember uh, that rankings episode is like uh, almost a year ago at this point. So I don't remember uh, where writings on the wall is, but it can't be very high. It's not very high. It's uh, um, it's, uh, it's in the lower half. Mm, but the sequence itself is pretty cool. I do oh, like it. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, something I picked up on on this watch was. Uh, the part in the sequence where like the octopus goes on the gun and, and pulls the trigger, I never noticed that the bullets are little octopi. They're not bullets, they're octopi. Oh, really? octopi. Yeah. But obviously they're like squished to yeah. look like bullets. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And they leave traces of ink. <laughs> no, That's pretty cool. Like the uh, the opening qu- credit sequence, the Kleinman era, uh, he did all of them except Quantum from uh, Since Golden Eye. Yep. And Quantum is the, the, uh, well, we'll the worst there. one. Yeah, it's oh, it's the worst one by far, actually. It's, it's, it's the worst one. But all of them have... He tried to bring storytelling elements mm. to him. Mm. And as he especially... Since Diary of the Day, I think he's been successful yeah. at telling stories. Mm. Almost the stories of the entire movie through... Yeah, these maybe images. a little bit less Casino Royale. Like yes, things Casino. are alluded to, but you don't really hear see the story. But no, I love this title sequence. It looks great. I love that part where like they're massaging Daniel Craig and there's like fire behind them and then a huge octopus or something like that. Like, I thought it was pretty cool. I saw. I I have some behind the scene uh, images of um, them shooting that sequence and it's all blue screen, but it's just the the way it's, f- it's beautiful mm. and like mm. 
Mm. We should go to thunderballs.org, see if they have any of that behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll check if they do. If they don't, I'll send them the picture I found mm. because uh, it's, it's a beautiful picture. You have Dana comes sort of grabbing a woman, and, and you can see that both of them are naked, but you don't see anything because they're the way of the photograph, but it's just beautiful to cool. look at. Nice. And so uh, then we, we have an M scene. M scene. It's almost like a classic. Well, not really a classic M scene because it's yet another movie where M doesn't yeah, trust Bond. It's, this is becoming the classic M scene. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Our new classics uh, needs to change. Yeah, it's getting really... Fr- I mean, I, I'm a big Ray Fiennes fan. I think he's a very good M. Uh, you know that him and Daniel Craig are almost the same age. Huh. There you go. It's weird. When I see them, they, they, they're like, Ray Fiennes could be James Bond. That's... Uh, yeah, well, he, there was he did fl- they did flirt with him for for a little bit years ago, obviously. But uh, I think it was back in the day when uh, was it before Pierce Brosnan? It was like the 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 Tim the Timothy Pierce years oh, really? were when yeah they approached him. Uh, that would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Damn good actor. Damn good actor. But um, yeah, so you know, uh, I like the Day of Destruction. <laughs> that's why I included in this. And I thought I do think that's pretty funny. Day of Destruction. And um, I'll take your time, Dead Seven. You know, I was taking some overdue holiday. <laughs> it was a coincidence. Start any way you like. Take your time, 007, but in five minutes, the head of the Joint Security Service is going to walk through that door, and I've got to explain to him how one of our agents decided to potter off to Mexico all on his own and cause an international incident. With all due respect, sir, it could have been worse. Worse? You blew up half a bloody block. Well, better half a block than a whole stadium full of people. You had no authority. None. As you know, we're in the middle of the biggest shake-up in the history of British intelligence. The ink's barely dry on this merger with MI5, and already they're itching for a chance to scrap the 00 program forever, and you've just given them one. You're right, sir. You have got a tricky day ahead. A lot of tension in this scene. Yeah. A lot of tension in this scene. It's it's Which is weird, because... Previous movie, he was going back to work, and... Like he, he seemed ready, like I, I'm, I'm, like I'm back to work. I feel, like feel like okay, we're we're gonna do things the old-fashioned way, like the like well, the old-fashioned way, just no, the way it's supposed to be done. Not the the old-fashioned way, but the, like, you know that movie as is about the, like the previous movie. All the older ways are better, but he's still like he there. There's still an evolution in that character. Like there, there's a change, and it feels like there's a change. Uh, and it feels we're back to, back to yeah, back to what's been going on yeah. since Quantum. Yeah, to an extent Casino. There's a little, there's a little sequence in Casino where he's uh, where he's off the books there. He's been Skyfall's going... actually the only one where he is never, he's never off the books in in Skyfall. Well, technically, when he kidnaps Emma and yeah, brings true. her to his house. Yeah, well, the first or whatever reason that feels different. It feels like. Well, MI6 is like yeah. totally screwed, so I don't think anybody's on the books anymore. I, th- uh. I, I think M is in much b- more trouble than he is. Yeah, so it's a little... So when know. you're an operative and your boss is being mm. investigated and possibly... Uh, well, she's fired by the end. She's dead, but technically she's well, fired. She, she was fired. Yeah, she was fired. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we meet uh, our new friend C, C, Max Denby, played by Moriarty. That was weird casting. A great actor. I mean, no, I love him, but it's, it's, it's like it's too obvious. The obvious, obvious. Like you, so you, you might have put him on a T-shirt that says "I am a bad guy." Yeah, a little disappointing. It's not, and again, it's one of those movies where like 
him, uh, Lea Sidou, uh, Christoph Waltz. To, we'll get we'll get to him later, but like you have good actors who are putting in perfectly fine work, but either they're miscast or the writing doesn't do them any favor. I think I actually I, the the guy who plays Moriarty, uh, his name is escaping me right now, but. Uh, you know, it's not even a question of miscast. He's too perfectly cast. Like, that's the problem. Lea Sidu, great actress, but the writing doesn't really do her many favors. Yeah, but I, you, know? you know what? It's worse than that. Her and Daniel Craig have no chemistry. When she tells yeah. him that like, she doesn't want to have to do anything to do with him and she doesn't love him and she... Like, when she's cold to him, she's believable. When she says, I love you, I, I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. She, it's she, quite... Uh, she's... Not evergreen, no, no, nor will she. Uh, ever, which which makes this whole, you know, until Eon makes it official. I guess there's always the off chance that it's been a rumor all this time. But this notion that Leah Sidhu's in Bond Twenty Six, it's like that's a little surprising. If she is, she she's gonna be in the pint box by by the end. Maybe I don't know. They, but even that seems too obvious. It's like I don't. We'll see. We're not reviewing Bond Twenty Six, <laughs> so. Uh, Bond 25, excuse me. Anyway, so, right, uh, C is like the new kid on the block. He has this big idea about how several nations, well, nine of them, are going to uh, coalesce and, and, and join forces as far as espionage and surveillance A goes. super secret service. Yeah, super secret service, like a big brother type and of thing. It's all going to be computers. Exactly, you know. Uh, but it's good for the people to protect them. We 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 listen to every we have we have people everywhere, <laughs> you know. So that's he's with your wife. He's he's touching your children. He's making love to your wife. He's licking your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking your dog. <laughs> he's taking a poop in your toilet bowl. <coughs> I can't do that voice. He's chewing your food for you. <laughs> he's like a mother bird. Regurging it into your mouth. Smashing that spit. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Kite dancing in a hurricane. Yeah. He's um, funny to imitate. Yeah, it's he a, is pretty good. It's not like that in the previous two films, but nope. in, in this one. It's yeah, bad. for a guy who's dying of poisoning, he's got a lot of energy left. Yeah, that's it's palladium poisoning. I look at it. Thallium. 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 It's the way palladium. I think that's in Avengers, uh, Talium, and it's the way the Russians do it, and it's super toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, what the heck happens here, right? He uh, Bond is sent to medical, but where he goes to Q branch for. I guess the smart blood injection. Ah, yes, yes, the yes, yes. Useless, completely useless. Yeah, smart what blood. Was, like? What it, does it do? What it, does it do? Yeah, they don't really. I suppose Q used that uses that to know that he to meet up with Bond in in in, in Austria. It, it it just feels like another ingredient to make Bond go off the books. Like it's not off the books enough. We need to give him smart blood, and then have Q like tamper with the smart blood and make sure that the signal isn't active for 48 hours so Bond can go off the books cuz other than that who cares like i I'm well they they ta- well you, later when they money penny and and Q go visit M always having supper they're like you know what well, we know where he is he's here he's here and M says well he's on his own like is that sort of 
You know, it, 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 the, the smart blood needed to do something cool, but, you know, smart blood is something that it feels it would be more at home in an Avengers movie than a James Bond movie. Mm. Like, oh, Captain America's smart blood, he gets hurt, but his body keeps healing itself automatically, kind of like Wolverine. Wow, that's super cool. And James Bond is just, th that element would be like, what it would be invisible car and it so the, the, the smart blood does the same thing that the chip that uh they put in his body in case you know well did it, it doesn't track yeah him. a cell phone could do what the smart blood does so i'm like yeah I sort, I sort of figured like not not any agent would be done that an agent that's been a bad little boy or a bad little girl is gonna get smart smart blood injected like that's sort of how I took it but I I have no idea I don't know it's, I don't know it's, I find that idea of smart blood in, invasive in ways that I'm like eh, I don't like it it's mm. just mm, and it's a stupid gadget that well it, we're not uh, MI6 agents yeah. so what do we know yeah we're not we, assassins uh so. And then we get to see a beautiful car, my favorite car, the DB10. I know you're not the biggest fan I'm of it. I'm not a fan of modern, modern Aston Martins. I do love it. I absolutely adore it. But, of course, it's been reassigned. I, I wouldn't moment. scream and cry if somebody gave one to me. So, uh, mm. Aston Martin, if you're listening. Um, mm. yeah. But, of course, it's been reassigned to 009. Bond can have the watch. Does oh, it do anything? Did we talk about this time. scene with uh, Money Penny? When she co comes to Bond's apartment, uh, is that when he's leaving? Or no, that's, that's later. before. Is it? It's before. Well, we can talk about it now. Yeah, it's not like it's not like this. I season. love, I love Naomi. Naomi oh, Harris. me too. Oh, she's fantastic. She's, I wrote delightful. Every scene that she's in, I'm like, oh, yeah. she's delightful. No, she really is. She's a peach. She's nice to easy on the eyes. Very ch talented, charming actress, and it's it's nice to have her as money petty. I, I she has do a, such a beautiful voice. Yeah, evening. It was less like I can't do her accent, but so, like when he asked him, like, "Oh, is, it, is your birthday?" No, 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 no. It's uh, it's from a friend. My birthday was last week, like last month yeah, or something. Last week. That was last week. So yes, yeah, so we get a little. We do get a money penny scene, although not a traditional money penny scene. It's at Bond's home. I do like the gag about her asking, "Oh, did you just move in?" No. no. <laughs> I do. That's pretty decent. Well, Bond's never at home, I guess, or he just doesn't care. He's not married, doesn't have kids, like he doesn't care. Um, and so, you know, Money Penny suspects that he's doing something. Like pretty much everybody suspects he's doing something, but doesn't know what. But she seems to be the one person that he feels he can trust. So he shows her, you know, plot twist, you know, the dead are alive. Um, M. <gasps> yeah. That was a surprise. They did keep that one yeah, they, well they, hidden. I mean, she's in the movie for like 10 seconds also. But but they, they kept it a secret. Yeah, no, I had no idea. I, even I was like, oh, oh geez, that's pretty clever, actually. You know, why is the video 10 seconds long and she just tells him to kill Marco Schiara and don't miss it? Like, why don't you tell him? Spectre exists. It's Fran Oberhauser Bond. Watch, I like, kill this one dude. Don't miss the funeral. Yeah, it's... It's, it's weird. It's weird. It's cool. I have no problem with her leaving a message, you know, I'm, I'm thinking she leaves this, she's recording that message just as she's going off to the hearing in Skyfall. Like, that's sort of what I've made up in my mind. Maybe she'll, oh, crap, I forgot to leave that message. I only have 10 seconds. <laughs> Why didn't she talk about this when they were alone in Sky? Like, whatever, like, we could pierce the biggest 
cheese holes into this script, you know. But. I, I think she expected to survive the uh, the sky the skyfall encounter, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, maybe she does save in case I'm dead or something like that. But anyways, it's it's a nice little moment, even though it's a little odd, but it is nice. It's an oddball moment. Yeah, but I do like you know she wasn't gonna let death stop her from doing a job. Yeah, that's you a, know, it's a nice little tribute to her. Uh, so yeah, don't miss the funeral. Gonna go to Rome in a few days, yep. and he needs a mole, and he chooses Money Penny. What makes you think you can believe me? Instinct, which is a line that comes back later when Lucia Schiara says, "I know I don't trust you. I'd say you have impeccable instincts." <laughs> I don't know if that was an intentional callback to that scene or not, but um, what the heck happens after? Oh, he steals well, the car. Steals the car. <laughs> leaves a bottle of. Uh, I'm assuming Dom Perignon for... I for, like to think Bollinger. Your, Bollinger? Yeah, it's fine, I think. <laughs> it's just, it just ah, oh, that's perfect. Mm, no, I do like that. And that actually plays into the fact that this version of Bond, like, there is no passcode in the world that he cannot crack, apparently. You know, he's using your password. How the bloody hell does he know these things? And, <laughs> you know, super you know, genius. Yes. Oh, a hacker. He's obviously a hacker. They should hire him as Q. When he's too old to be running around... Get rid of Ben Wishaw and, and hire Bung. He seems to be just as good at this stuff. <laughs> Little bottle for Q, and we're off to Rome. To a funeral. A funeral. A funeral in Rome. Um, and we get to meet the... Que bella. Oh. Bellissima. You know, she, she was approached for the role of Paris Carver, apparently. Yeah, I heard that. And I, I love her as as um, uh, the, the, the Sciara widow, but... Mm, I would love to look at the parallel universe version of Tomorrow Never Dies where she plays Paris Carver. I think uh, mm. her and Brosman would have been... Mwah. Yeah. And there's a certain... Um, there's a sensuality to Monica Bellucci that as good as an actress, as you know, as, as entertaining as an actress as Terry Hatcher is, and she's a, she's a looker. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying Terry Hatcher, but there's... I don't know, is it the Italian slash French in her that obviously Terry Hatcher can't have? No fault of her own, but no, there is a sensuality to Monica Bellucci that really makes what precious few minutes she has in this film uh, very memorable. Yes. Very memorable. I love the shot when she comes to her, like after the funeral, and I wrote the, uh, like what I wrote, I'm like, when I wrote it, I'm like, oh, that's a Fleming ti- chapter title. I wrote The uh, Widow's Toast. She's mm-hmm. like having a last mm-hmm. drink. or yeah. a la- I'm like, that That yeah. would have been, like, if that was a chapter, that would have been yeah. the chapter's that's name. That's not a bad idea, actually. It's a pretty good chapter title. Good on you, Matthew. Thank you. We're sort of, we've been well-trained after reading all these <laughs> books. Um, and that's a neat little, uh, well, I, well, well, just before we go to, to Lucia's uh, home, maybe we need to spend just a couple extra seconds at the at the funeral. Because we do, oh, yeah. in a very subtle, also not so subtle way, we do see the first hint of our villain uh, from 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 behind. Uh, we get to see his backside. Um, and Ooh. Bond sort of... Mm, we, we don't know what Bond's thinking, but clearly he, he, he's, he's noticed somebody. Something's off, according to Bond. Or he's recognizing yeah, something. Yeah, you recognize him. And... Uh, <laughs> Can't you see I'm grieving? No. no. <laughs> I do like that. I love the little hi he gives to the gangster at the end of the scene. Again, it's the more the more funny 
and it but it's small stuff like you said he's he doesn't really, overdo it it's, no exactly it's it's, it's a, like they tailor it to him they yeah. tailor it to him like roger moore is at 11 and daniel craig is mm. at a reasonable five yeah well you'd never ask daniel to do what roger did but i do like the fact that they they tailor the humor to what daniel craig is good at he's it's not hysterical but it's those little moments where i'm like yeah that's a james bond thing to yeah. do it's like fits with the character you 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 all can see me i'm clearly not supposed to be here <laughs> hi you know it's like i do like that um now we now then we go to lucha's home uh, beautiful music beautiful oh. music beautiful home looks great she uh, looks great no she's divine she's absolutely divine and uh she great. knows she's going to be killed yeah she's but, this is actually proof of what she tells Bond. Like, I'm a dead woman. Like, they're already trying to kill her on the day of the funeral of her. Of yeah, we're we're going to let you bury your husband, and then uh, we're going to come for you. Yeah. yeah, but of course, James Bond is there to save her. Magnificent view. No, all you've done is give me five minutes. Excellent. Time <laughs> for a drink. drink. <laughs> There's good dialogue in here. There's good dialogue. In here. You're wasting your time. There are a hundred more that will come after me. All you buy me is five minutes. Thanks, Lord. Time for a drink. You killed him, didn't you? My husband. He was an assassin. Trust me, he won't take it personally. You signed my death warrant. I was respected. Loyal to a man you hated. He trusted my silence. With him gone, I'm a dead woman. I can trust nobody. You know the feeling well. Well, I can tell you that I don't trust you. Well, then you have impeccable instincts. If you don't leave now, we'll die together. I can think of worse ways to go. Ben, you're obviously crazy, Miss Bond. James Bond. Then we get a funny little scene. It's... I love this scene because it, it's... Let us see. That character, the, the 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 widow character, obviously is one of those. The way I think of her is uh, almost like a trophy trophy wife. Hmm. Well, it's we're sort of we're sort of she's much to young. She's much younger than her husband. Her husband looks like he's sixty. She looks like she's okay. I know Monica Bellucci is not uh, in her forties, but she, she. I mean, she that woman takes care of herself. She she passes yeah. as. Or mid to late forties, mm. easily, mm. easily, mm. Uh, and she looks like a tro- trophy wife. That, and that the uh, the her hus- her husband had little to no interest in her anymore. So she 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 was around just to to have legitimacy, I guess. She's almost more like a partner than a lover. Mm. So she status, oh, yeah. And she she um, I mean she hasn't had. She hasn't been touched by a man in what it feels like years, and it's a pretty loveless marriage she was in. Mm. 
Indeed, indeed, indeed. Loyal to a man you hated, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it certainly turns very quickly. It, it that's sort of uh, I know a lot of people. It's funny. I remember when this movie came out, everybody was complaining about this scene, and yet nobody talks. about what? Uh, just the fact that he pretty much you know grabs her pretty quickly, which I thought was funny because like I find the shower scene with Berenice in uh, uh, with Berenice with. Uh, Severine in uh, Skyfall was like a heck of a lot worse than what this is. Uh, they make it clear that it was a loveless marriage, and you know, uh, just she, she, she just is. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I just remember there being a lot of complaints about this. Like, it's, uh, it, to me, it fits. It with, turns quickly. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give them that much. That's like a really quick turnaround from like <laughs> I don't trust. I don't trust you. Ten seconds later, mm, ten seconds later. Oh, James. <laughs> like, it is a quick turnaround. It is, it is. But, it, it, I mean, we also know that what type of movie we are watching. Yes, We're grown exactly. adults. Yeah. It's fantasy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's enjoy it for what it is. And I do like the fact that it cuts to post-coito and she says, James, don't go that. I love it that they're already on a first name basis. <laughs> well, she's, they've been intimate, so I there's... Yeah. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. but I loved her. I mean, if she came back for Bond twenty six, uh, uh, Bond twenty five, sorry, I would be uh, ecstatic. Oh, my, she, can, she can come back for Bond twenty six. That's my, fine. My my wish is that they do uh, live and let die. She comes back, or actually, license to kill more. She's married to uh, to Felix Slater because he's mentioned by name. Uh, yeah, that's true. She she marries Felix Slater, and it's when <laughs> and Felix. You, yeah. Either Felix gets killed, she gets killed, and Bond and Revenge. That's Bond 25. Enough of revenge stuff. Enough revenge stuff. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind her to come back. It's, yeah, I, I, I like the I like the little nod to Felix. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was like, what, Jeffrey Wright's in this movie? I didn't no idea, but no, it's just a passing reference. Yeah. I hope Jeffrey Wright comes back for Bond 25. Yeah, yeah. I need I need to have a conclusion to that character. I need a little bit of Jerry. Because the only... The uh, Felix uh, Leiter by uh, Jeffrey Wright is the only character that was involved in the Casino Royale affair that is still alive because they killed off every character that was uh, involved. I, they killed off Mathis in Quantum. They killed off M. They killed Vesper. And they killed off Mr. White. Mr. White, yeah. So the only one that's still alive that was tangentially involved is Felix Slater. Fukunaga has alluded to the fact that they're going to close the Casino Royale. I don't, we, nobody knows what that means, closing the Casino Royale story, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. perhaps. Maybe it'll end just with uh, him and uh, Felix playing poker. That would be, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Um, so... Uh, it's now off to uh, a classic Spectre meeting. We're actually going to a we're going to attend a Spectre meeting, aka like Aleph's Thunderball, uh, Aleph from Russia with Love. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. Well, this one's a little different. It's lit really well. It looks great. I like the way this scene is lit. It's lit. You might say. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's beautifully shot. I mean, you can't complain about the um, the way the movie looks, but I mean, it's a board meeting of super villains we have been seeing those types of things since the 60s they they're they're not bringing anything new they're not reinventing the wheel i do like the little bit of humor where someone walks in sits down and 
I just tilts his head. Guy takes the mic, puts the mic next to the fellow. Fellow arches a little bit. Don't let me interrupt you. <laughs> I do like that. I don't know. I I keep I laugh every time I see that, but uh, maybe that's not supposed to be a joke. I don't know. Um, so basically, they're talking about whatever. They do mention something about surveillance, like briefly. This is where I think the movie introduces... I don't know if it's there, but I know there's because um, the Nine Eyes project that they're they're, they're working uh, needs to have all countries agree to give them control to mm. Nine Eyes, sort of st give the appearance of legitimacy. Yeah, and there's there there's mentioned that Spectre is planning a false flag attack to coerce the lot. I think it's South Africa that's refusing yeah. to coerce them into actually in going with the Nine yeah. Nights Project. And I'm like, how come this is not the plot of this movie? Bond trying to stop a fa false a terrorist flag. attack, yeah. Th that seems like it's a definite, like a concrete stratagem, plot element. It's it's simple. It's understandable. It's not complicated. And it's it, it involves action that Bond can prevent. Preventing co computer from turning on, I mean... You know what you do? You make that the plot of 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 uh, Bond twenty four or whatever. This was Bond twenty four. Yeah. You make that the plot of Bond twenty four, and <laughs> I sort of just already made up the joke version of this. But seriously, you make this. He goes to South Africa. By the way, never been to South Africa. Technically, we've been in Diamonds Are Forever, but it's Las Vegas passing as South Africa. Uh, that's true. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you, you you foil that, and as the villain of that movie, whoever the villain is of, of this Bond 24, this alternate universe Bond 24, <laughs> as James Bond is vanquishing the villain, the villain says something like, you'll never stop us. I mean, us. Spectre. Spectre? Spectre? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like that, and that's what you, then you make the next movie Spectre. Bond 25 is Spectre. Hint at them, like Dr. No style. Dr. No hints at it, and then from Russia, Lava, from Russia with Lava, is Spectre. You know what you're, 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 you're making me realize? This is Batman v Superman before Batman v Superman. Hmm. We're not going to cram all these ideas in one movie. Because they originally they doled out the introduction of, of Spectre. Spectre is mentioned in Dr. No. It's shown working... In uh, the, the, the from Russia with Love, it's not mentioned at all in Goldfinger, and it comes back in force in Thunderball. Yeah, like it's introduced. Yeah, yeah, and then no, here we're going to introduce everything from the the rings, the henchman meeting, the cat, the scar. We're going to throw all of that at you, yep. and it's they missed the boat. They missed the boat. They had an opportunity here to reinvent. The character, like they did for Casino Royale for James Bond. James Bond, they show him getting the tux. They show him playing poker in in casinos, driving the Aston Martin, losing the love the love is his life, uh, committing to his job as a secret agent, mm. saying Bond, James Bond, the the team music. Yeah, this Blofeld has pretty much built from the get go. He's he's ready. Like he, there is no creation. Arc. All that excitement in Mexico City rang a distant bell. And now, 
suddenly this evening it makes perfect sense. Welcome, James. It's been a long time. And finally, here we are. What took you so long? Cuckoo. You needed a yeah. creation arc. We didn't need a creation. Oh. He's not. He's not created in the. No, we'll, we'll discuss it when our w- with our follow up episode. Mm. Yeah, it's so. This meeting is. Uh, you know, I I don't dis dislike the meeting at all. It's maybe like a little bit. I, slow, I don't dislike it, but it's 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 not very. Creative. I do like. Well, I do like in Mr. Hanks's introduction. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's Dave Bautista. He's that yeah. man is a truck. He's he's. You know, I like him because of his physicality as a, but as an actor, but as human being, mm. uh, like we we are uh, today was the 18th of March, I think. 17. Oh, 17. Sorry, it's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, they just announced that um, that uh, James Gunn's doing Guardians three, and Dave Bautista was the the only actor who like aggressively said I, I won't do the movie without James Gunn he was like if I do it it's all because I signed a contract but that's not the movie I signed for and I like him for for his uh, um, frankness frankness honesty yeah and loyalty yeah. and here he's he's an incredible presence in this movie but he's he, he doesn't have he doesn't he, he steps away from like he's gone from the movie way too early yeah, we would have we could have used Mr. Hinks at the uh, Moroccan base there at the end, or actually in London they could have brought him. Like I'm I'm surprised he didn't show back up in London with uh, like uh, something like a neck brace. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah, maybe it's again it's it is unfortunate. It's uh, he and and Blofeld sort of suffered the same fate in this movie. You got great actors, great presence. They're doing fine with what they're given, but what they're given isn't that special, you know. Yeah, I mean, what do we know about about Mr. Hanks by the end of the movie? He's got like metal press on nails. That's it. Yeah, I don't really need to know that much about no, but him, but I need a bigger, a better presence. I need more involvement in the story. He, but except for his size, he's not. He's unmer- unremarkable. Like he says nothing. I mean, what's his name in? Tomorrow never dies. Stamper. Stamper. Stamper is a sadist. Knock, and he knock. like uh, yeah, he's a sadist and sort of a dick. Like mm. I know more about him than I like I, I feel like he's more of a character than this dude. This mm. dude is just like I'm here, I'm gonna kill Bond. It's, again, it's, it's an amazing fight, but Yeah, well again, it sort of goes back to what you're saying about them wanting to uh they throw everything in uh you know, with the kitchen sink, it's like they want everything about classic Bond to be in this one movie. And I think there's just not enough time to develop these things, which is funny because it's a two and a half hour long movie. But again, they've they try too much. They over they over uh, stretch their, their reach, so to speak, in, in this one. And I think a lot of different elements suffer. Again, I love Dave Batista. It's awesome that he. You know, there's so many actors, there's so many Bond alumni that when you say that person's name, I think they're Bond character. 
I'm sorry, you saved Dave Batista. I think Drax the Destroyer. Yes. I don't think Mr. Hinks. You know? Mr. Hinks is not memorable. No. Like it, it pains me to to say that because I think he's he's great in those Guardians movie. I haven't seen and he, you know, he should be great in this, but it, they they use him like they use any other wrestlers when they they do a movie or a TV show. They use him to like for fight scene and. Like something, someone physical. Mm. Like I've watched a lot. Which is weird because he had done Guardians Volume 1 by now. Yeah. So we knew he had charm. We knew he had wit. We knew he had style. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's through reshoot or editing, but something got lost because that character, the way they announced him, like, and and even himself, when he was was interviewed, they said, oh, yeah, when they offered me the part, they, they asked, is he smart or is he just a dumb brick? And he said, oh, no, he's clever. There's there's nothing about him that like he's just there. He's there at the meeting, he's there in the, the chase in Austria, and he's there in the train and he says he has no introduction in the train, he just shows up. Hmm. And it's like, oh okay, you're, you're here you are. Okay. Well that I didn't mind. That was like a little surprise, like oh, yeah. you know. That that's probably the highlight of, of his presence in the movie, so I'm perfectly fine with when, it. When but you the, see him in the reflection of yeah. the of uh, the uh Martini and shaker. The fight itself is amazing. That's yeah, a great like I, fight. I don't know where we rent, ranked it. Ranked it. Ranked the, the what score it got when we did our don't train episode. Where we ranked it? it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where we ranked it in our train remember. episode, but it was. It's well, the last question you 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 can ask me on this podcast is you know i don't care about alluding to past episodes where we rank stuff but if you start asking me where we where we ranked things <laughs> okay yeah I, I don't know but i know we liked it i know i i generally remember like it's not number one but we had a good time mm. yeah i i like it a lot it's a freaking violent fight a little bit but uh only you know but not as exciting as uh the car chase that we get as Bond escapes the Spectre meeting. It's, oh, uh, oh my God! Like I, I, I almost had—I wouldn't say an argument, but Jay's, our friend Jason, the, the third course. Like I said something about me not being a fan of this, and he kind of threw it back at me. And I'm like, I didn't want to. Like he said, "Oh, you, you, I guess you must prefer Fast and Furious movies." I'm like, not really, but you know, I've I've been thinking about a movie that I saw a couple. I think two years, when two years ago, it's it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's called The It Men's Bodyguards with uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Samuel Jackson. Okay. Uh, there's one sequence, it's a cartoonish chase scene in the canals. I don't remember the city. Uh, it's not, it's not it- Italy, but it's, it's, it's like, I think it's uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, what's Amsterdam. This? I think it's in Amsterdam. Um, from like it's been like I don't remember that movie. I saw it once. It's on Netflix, but it it's a fun sequence. Like characters are, are like, and there's stuff going around. There's people. It's it's a it feels like a lived in world. Mm. And that sequence, and the other one that feels like uh, almost as empty. Like the streets in London at the end are feel empty. There's nobody there, and I feel like it it gains not only in realism but in tension when you have people because mm. this. When you have no one, it looks like a. In the when they do CGI cartoons, especially like about a decade ago, like remember Beast Wars, the uh, Transformers yeah, cartoon. A little bit. 
and, and because of technology, they only have only a, a, a certain amount of characters in episodes in shots because the, the computer couldn't render it. Okay. So they, like thereby, you didn't have any background characters. Mm-hmm. You didn't have any life. It's pretty empty background that they had their their battles in. And this feels like CGI cheap animation. There's no one in the background. Which is funny because you know, you think, I was about to say, look back to the pre-titles of... Uh, of Skyfall, but just look, look back to the pre-titles of this movie. Yeah. Where there's people everywhere, and... And you have a... They have a important are, are, plot points discussed in that chase. Mm. I'm like, yeah, they just... If you're if if he's if he's having a conversation on the call, he's not that nervous about being chased by a madman in a feel, sports car. I feel maybe that was supposed to be more of. I feel there's like this is going to be the second time we were we referred to Free Eyes only on this episode, but you know, going back to that Citroen car chase in Free Eyes only, where like they're doing pretty cool stunts, although it's also like mostly comedic. I feel like I feel that's what that's going for which i don't have a problem with necessarily yeah the, the only the the bit with the uh the guy in his little jello pee of car is funny but the rest is i think it's i don't know to me well, it feels like bond, it, it should penny and... it should be tense and it, it the way that the 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 the, the, the sequence is photographed it, the, the the music says tension and there's a little bit of a, a, a comedic moment but I don't know. I I think it's not like it's well made. Oh, I grant you that. But it it lacks any tension. It's no, it's not very intense. I don't necessarily have the biggest problem with it. Again, that's even the first time I saw that chase. I I did. I do. I remember thinking about fries only, which is not a super tense car chase. Are they? Is that yeah. is that what they're trying to do? I I have but, to imagine that you know they 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 need a lot of they need to tie plot points together because this is the moment <laughs> where we understand that the pale king is Mister White, which is going to tie into Quantum of Solace. But instead of doing that in a quote boring dialogue, saying that well let's use this car chase to do that, I I can from a filmmaking standpoint I get it. I don't have a problem with it. It but it doesn't change the fact that the car chase is not that exciting. Yeah. They could have still made the car chase exciting and use it as a plot point. Honestly, they had a few background characters, like uh, just passerbys walking around. Somebody, oh my God, they're going to drive over me. And Bond like, what is the truck? Yeah, that's that's the only thing. It's it, oh, you asked for one, you got one. But it's it, it's played for last when this scene. No, but the the truck uh, that when they current turn turn no. the curve. Oh, really? I forgot. Yeah, so it's two. forgettable. But the, I love the sequence when it, when well the the I would conclude when he's pushing all the buttons and mm. eventually like he gets the parachute uh, injection seat. Good evening. Yeah, <laughs> I stole that from um, Roger Moore. No, worse than that. Triple X. Okay. Oh, does Triple X say good evening? No, but he has the same gadget uh, in his car where he can like jump from a parachute. But he doesn't end the sequence by saying good evening. No, he says, I'm welcome to the sensor cage. Ah, wow. No, 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 no. Welcome to the sensor zone. Welcome to the Xander zone? That's his, that's his line. Cause it's, it's cool. I'm it's, never going to rewatch that movie, I think. We're, we're, uh, I, I didn't tell you that. We're launching the G, uh, uh, Xander Cage Triple X podcast. So I, didn't, I didn't know you referred to yourself uh, as we. <laughs> News to me. All right. Here comes nothing. 
Good evening. All right, listeners, this is where we're ending part one of our Spectre review. We'll be back next week to conclude this fascinating conversation. As per usual, uh, you can find us online because we have people everywhere. For instance, at www.thejamesbondcomplex.com, which also serves as our Tumblr account. Uh, there is Twitter at the Bond Complex. We have a wonderful Facebook page. Search for the James Bond Complex. We have an Instagram account, which is also at the James Bond Complex. Uh, you may check out some of our videos, uh, fairly simple though they may be, on YouTube. Uh, there's the Google Play Store and iTunes, where you can su subscribe, rate, uh, well, review first, and then leave us a five-star Golden Gun review. So. Me and Matthew sincerely hope you'll join us next week for part two of our review. Otherwise, we might have to become the authors of all your pain. Sur ce, merci beaucoup, toujours un plaisir, et à la prochaine. Zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. Fully bulletproof, a few little tricks up her sleeve. It's a shame, really, she was meant for you, but she's been reassigned to 009. But you can have this. Does it do anything? It tells the time. <laughs>